Howdy, folks, and welcome. I bet you didn't expect to hear that. I'm the Creepy Kentucky. And I'm Uncle Bill. Fuck all of you. Fuck every one of you right in the ass. And welcome to episode number one of An Evening with Dead Pit. It's October, Uncle Bill, mm. and it just would not feel right to not have some sort of Dead Pit related show. Now, it's not Dead Pit Radio. That's done. We We finished that series of shows we're starting over it's a new beginning here at deadpit.com with an evening with dead pit yeah it's kind of like when you had clash of champions that would come on you know for wrestling we're going to do a one-off kind of thing yeah like you know, specials yeah. every once in a while and you know maybe because uh, this is episode one right we don't have to right. date them because if we date them People will be like, "Hey, uh, it's Friday. Where's the, where's the other episode?" No, it don't work no. that way. Whenever we get the hankering, and you know, every once in a while, if there's shit to talk about, we may do two. Uh, you know, one one for a couple weeks, one every other week. Right. I mean, look at it like if Dead Pit Radio was Family Ties, then this is going to be one of them fucking Meredith Baxter Bernie original movies. Yeah, that that'll tide you over until the next season comes right. along of Family Ties. <laughs> but um, it's been a long time since uh, we did uh, a show together. It's actually I think it was Janu- back in January we did the last Dead Pit Radio episode, and uh, we just decided we've been talking about it. Actually, we've been talking about this for a long time. Uh, almost, I think pretty much I've been talking about it since a week after we did the yeah. last one. Yeah, I mean, I was like, God damn. the thing is, and to be quite honest with you, it was me more than him this time, um, as far as delaying things, because it's just difficult with a job you're working until seven at night, and I'm still working until seven in the evening. They haven't moved me up yet. Damn, I'm hoping that'll be that'll be changed soon. Um, yeah, but it, it makes things really hard to actually have any extra time to do anything at all. Um, and that's hopefully going to be changing soon. I'll get to move up uh, at least to leave at 6 o'clock in the evening uh, here in probably the next couple of months or so. So that'll be good, and it'll give me some extra time to do other things, stuff I enjoy doing. But, uh, I mean, that was a big part of it. And just the fact that, honestly, like, I've been burnt out on doing, talking about something that I really didn't feel as passionately about as I had in the past. And that's, that's the horror genre, man. I mean, that's just the truth. And it's still kind of that way. I think horror movies, the way it was when we started doing the original Dead Pit radio show over 10 years ago, yeah, the genre has changed so much now than what it was. And, uh, you know, the theatrical horror scene just doesn't exist pretty no, much. I mean, but I go back and forth with it, though, honestly, though. Because, like, I'll get really, really discouraged with it and pissed off and things like that. And then I'll see something, like, I saw something recently uh, that I would never imagine in a million years that I would have liked. That was The Shallows. And I actually really liked it. And it kind of gets me, you know, going back into it and things. And plus this time of year is just fucking, like, I'm going to have to watch a bunch of stuff. That's just what I always do. So, I mean, the thing that, the only thing I'm really, really burnt out on, and I found this out last weekend, is fucking conventions. <laughs> like, I, it's not horror or the genre or, it, it's just that whole racket. I'm just praying to God that it dies at this point, man. It's, yeah. it's so fucking shitty. Like, I can't even tell you. But anyway, I don't, I don't want to spend like an hour talking about conventions again because we've done that a million times. Oh, yeah, that's, that's numerous shows. But I mean, it, Things that'll be different on this show. This is going to be a brief show. I mean, this one may not be, but I mean, our goal is maybe each show have two or three topics, um, and you know, thirty minutes, forty-five minutes at the most each show. Uh, I think a lot of the burnout for us was, you know, at one point in time we were producing close to three-hour shows every week. Okay. Yeah. And um I mean there were a lot more there was a lot more shit to talk about then. But um you know, I mean after two or three years of even doing that, I mean that's going to wear anybody out and kind of burn anybody out on the genre just that itself. But I mean 
the genre, the, the movies, the new movies and stuff, I mean, they're few and far between, the, the good ones. I was really impressed. I, I still haven't finished it. Uh, Stranger Things on Netflix. I don't know if that's really horror, per se. No. But, but it's uh, great. I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 you can learn to appreciate, you know, horror uh, in different ways now. You know, uh, TV shows. I think there's a, it's almost telling about the, I think it's called Slasher or something like that. It's on Netflix. Somebody was telling me about that show as well, said that it was really good. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things that we've actually, that have happened since we did the last show that we've actually gotten into that I don't even know where to begin, really. But, um, And, I mean, if we're going to use this format just to bullshit about things, then I would just, what I would want to start with is the thing that really got me thinking about doing this show again and, and, and doing some variation of this show here more recently was the fucking uh, going to Scarefest. And I don't think you went this year, did you? No, I skipped it. Last year, they had the big Phantasm reunion. I had to go. I had to get my poster finished. I had to finally meet Don Coscarelli, come face-to-face with the man. Yeah. And and lo and behold, you know, he's he's promoting the hell out of Phantasm Ravager and all the Phantasm remastered. Yeah. Um, you know, which that's at, actually out on the voodoo. And believe it or not, if you don't know this, Uncle Bill, the um, Phantasm Remastered is already on our voodoo account. Uh, oh, it is fun. the it is actually the standard edition version, or the standard deaf version. But it is, I mean, if you want to see the remastered print, you got to watch it in standard deaf, but it's its the new print. It's already on the, uh, they actually updated the prints on Voodoo. Uh, it's, it was actually before, um, I think they on the 4th is when they debuted, but it's been up there for about a week that way. Yeah. If you already had it on Voodoo, you, you know, you can check it out. Um, but yeah, the Ravager and, and the other, uh, all the other Phantasm movies are all uh, up on, in, uh, high definition. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that that's going to be amazing. Yeah. Well, we're actually, I'm saving my viewing, uh, because Steve, you remember him, the B plan? A lot of people probably want to forget him, but, um, <laughs> Shit. He, I mean... he's hooking us up with, uh, tickets to, uh, see it on the big screen. Uh, in Louisville here coming up on the, it's, uh, the 15th. It's a week, just a week away. So yeah. he hasn't got the tickets yet though. So I don't know what's going on. I love on. Steve. I don't know why Steve hates me, but I love him. Yeah. That little well, muscled up fellow. He looks like one of them little muscle figures from those things that come in the garbage cans when we were kids. Oh yeah. Yeah. He kind of does. Yeah. He kind of looks like the, um, the gar, the baby from the garbage pail kids. What was the baby? <laughs> he does. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I can't remember the name, but you're right. I can't either. <clears throat> but, um, anyway, 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 real quick about Scarefest, though. I wanted to tell you about my experience down there. Uh, just in general, so a couple of things that happened. And, cause you went to the one that had Phantasm. This year, I don't know what the fuck the theme was. I guess it was like people under the stairs slash Friday the 13th. Right. Which, number one, I don't really know that many people that give a fuck about people under the stairs. Well, I mean, people like the movie, but I don't know how many people actually like, oh, man, I've got to meet those people. I mean, there's, just, there's, a, there's a difference between liking a movie. There's a lot of movies. I like, you know, shitty movies, too, like Shocker and things like that. But I, I don't really care about the cast, especially not the, you know, the co-stars and things like that to get them all the signs. But... The other one was Friday Thirteenth, and man, how many fucking Friday Thirteenth things have we been to? We've been hey, there's been something Friday the Thirteenth related since I mean, we've been going to. Yeah, the thing I understand why they do it though. I mean, that's just a. a I mean, at least with Kane Hodder and uh, a few other guests, they're always going to be popular. But I mean, some I'd be of a them. Son of a bitch! If he didn't have the longest line there too, I swear to God. Yeah, I mean, some of them though, like the. Uh, Kimberly Beck, what was her line like? I was kind of curious about that. There, man, I, that's kind of what I was getting to, though. Um, that we were there Saturday, and it was around 4 that we got there. Mm. There was nobody there. Like, I don't know. And that's supposed what, to be like the peak hour, like the peak, you know, at least from noon to, what, 4 you, or 5. Yeah, I mean, you could have walked up to anybody in there. Except maybe Matthew Lillard, and he only had like I'd say six or seven people. Everybody else, they were they were doing those announcement things where they were like, such and such person is standing over here with no line, you know, come and meet. And it was everybody, like nobody had a fucking line. 
I think the person that was doing the best horror-wise was Kane Hodder, and then the person that was doing the best overall was the Ghost Hunter people. Mm -hmm. But anybody else, anybody you can think of, including like Sean Cunningham, all the people from Friday 13, all the people from People Under the Stairs, nobody. You could have walked up to any of them. Oh, yeah. Well, the, so, the convention scene, though, I mean, I know we, we kind of beat this dead horse of, you know, it's fucking rotted and... You know, it's like uh, petrified at this point. But the the thing yeah. is, we've been talking about it for years, but the convention scene is, I mean, even though a lot of the shows don't seem to be bringing in the people, they still keep keep making the shows. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they, well, keep, they keep, I don't know. I think people like the Scarefest, people like going there because like, from what I noticed last year, a lot of like cosplay and stuff like that, like costume yeah. contests and people go for that reason. Uh, because but, last year was more of the same, man. Like, uh, what were you talking about? The Phantasm people, that was primarily why I went. Um, we got, we did get comp tickets last year. I don't know if you, you should have, if you were going, you should have contacted them. They probably would have gave you tickets again. Now that uh, pissed me off too, though, because I ended up paying 70 bucks for two tickets. It's not going to hurt you to ask Uncle Bill. They can just tell That's you. That's true. Uh, yeah. You got, that, you got access to the dead pit email, I'm pretty sure. That was one of the things that seriously pissed me off. First of all, the 70 bucks for a fucking day for two people is ridiculous. And second of all... Did they actually charge... Did you, your kids come with you or anything? Well, we took we took the, the littlest one, but did they, they didn't charge for okay. No. But that wasn't even... I mean, 70 bucks is whatever. It's It kind of pissed me off because it was so high, but I, it wasn't really that. Like, And it wasn't really... I just... The thing that bothered me the most was... Everybody in there was charging at least twenty five or thirty dollars, even if they were like completely nobody. And then you go up from there up to like fifty bucks, and it's just everything added on top of another thing, like fifty bucks for an autograph, fifty bucks for a picture, a photo op with two people for a hundred bucks. I was just like, fuck it. I didn't get anybody's autograph. I was like, fuck all this shit. I didn't see Joe, which was another thing that pissed me off. Where was like, he I, at? I thought he was there. He was fucking there. I went up and down those aisles a hundred times. I never saw the motherfucker. We were yeah, there. Well, the whole thing time. is, he was probably still hung over from the night before. <laughs> so, but that's not really all. This shit is normal stuff I'm used to at conventions. You know, just how expensive everything is and and that kind of. Thing. I'm used to that. The thing that got me thinking about it again was, you know, how long has it been since I went to a convention? It's probably been a year or something like that. A like a horror convention anyway, mm. and. I'm just, I'm walking around, and four or five people, man, a couple of them who I knew and a couple of them who I didn't fucking know. I mean, you saw like Justin there, and that Douglas guy was there, Doug Connor and all that stuff. I mean, I knew all them, and I knew Tim was there, and I saw him, uh, Tim Goddard, I think his name is. Anyway, um, but there's people that just randomly would come up to me and be like, hey, and most of them were drunk, to be honest with you. Hey, motherfucker, Uncle Bill. Dead pit, I fucking love you guys. And then, you know, screaming and shit and just kind of stumble away. But I was like, how? I mean, this shit has been over with for what? I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's been over for about a year. But six, seven months at least that we stopped doing anything. Mm -hmm. And people will still just randomly come up to me, which I'm the least recognizable person of anybody, including, you know, Steve and everything, too. And they love the show. They still talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it. The the years the peak years of doing the original Dead Pit show, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. It was like I mean there were so many memorable, just you know life changing experiences. Really, I mean, in a, in never in a million years would I have thought that we would have had the success we had with that show. Now a lot of it was because at the end of the day I didn't have it goddamn thing to do <laughs> yeah, yeah this was the strange. only thing and this was my life for you know five six years at least hardcore you know um but it, you know all that work paid off for us man like it really did I, yeah i don't think people will ever fully realize like how much time we put into that shit like uh, both of us i mean the only thing I was doing at the time was going to school, and we both fucking, like, that's all we really did. It was either try to get interviews, 
come up with stuff for the show, do videos, uh, record things for the show. That's, I mean, it was like a full-time job. If you do it like that, then yeah, I mean, you'll make some amazing shit. But eventually, if you're doing anything else life-related, yeah, it's just not going to work. Yeah. It's kind of what happened. That is, yeah, it's definitely how it goes. I mean, and the thing is, the genre, the, the, a lot of the popularity of the genre died down probably around 2010, 2011. It started to die down pretty hardcore. And, you know, we have a large fan base of listeners. I mean, they had a big fan base around that time period. Uh, and it was just, you know, around that time, we kind of uh, slowed down on the interviews and had more shows where we were just kind of bullshitting and stuff like that. And uh, the show kind of changed in a way. I mean, people yeah. liked the banter between between you and I. Um, and with this show... Um, that's all it's going to be. I mean, the the goal is to really never have any interviews. Yeah, because... I'm not, I mean, who's going to do that anymore? Like, I, I respect anybody that still wants to do that, but yeah. I don't think either one of us are going to take the fucking time to try to track down these people and get interviews and set them up anymore. Well, don't we just don't. It's hard enough for us to even have time to do the show together. I mean, let alone trying to get a third person to join us. That's not Steve. I mean, Steve would do it in a heartbeat, but nobody gives a shit about Steve, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> Damn. We wouldn't interview him. Uh, yeah. I'm just kidding. Steve is the person that, uh, he's the he's the dude that you love to hate. Yeah, know, Steve's like the to, fucking... Uh, fun to fuck memory. around with him. Steve's like the Al Snow when they tried to put back together the Rock and Roll Express. You know that shit? Yeah. Yeah, he's the the new rocker. Yeah. He's the new dead or the piece. rockers. Yeah. That was what it was, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there's been, uh, um, you know, a couple of large, uh, news stories that, that have broke in Dead Pit Radio's absence. Um, one that we should definitely mention. I mean, it's not just Dead Pit Radio ending. Fangoria Magazine, man, they're like, I think it's digital only now, and they're just doing pre-orders on print issues that's just gonna be, you know, I don't know if they've ever actually mailed a print issue yet but um and it's kind of weird because this just kind of came out of nowhere i mean michael gangold was the editor-in-chief for probably what he became editor-in-chief i think a month or two after we stopped doing the dead pit show and yeah. then he just they fired him right and he's working at fangoria i mean at uh, rue morgue now which I don't know how well Rue Morgue's doing either. Uh, I don't see any of these magazines on newsstands anymore, by the way. Rue Morgue, Horror Hound, Fangoria don't make print issues anymore. So Yeah, the party's over for now. I mean, I just think it's... Horror movies are just timeless, endless kind of things, man. Like, this is another one of those periods where everything's going to go underground. Nobody gives a fuck as much right now anyway. The movies aren't coming out like they were. The interest isn't there. They're, they they just reached a point where they were making so much horrible shit and so many remakes and sequels that they killed it. And it'll have to be reborn again. But in the middle of killing it, they killed everything around it, including magazines and, and fucking hopefully conventions soon. But I just think that's yeah. Yeah. Another thing, though, that we could mention that we... Um we haven't really talked about is and people uh, this is just going to be shit that we talk about i'm sorry it's not all horror movies and neither was the dead pit radio show the brand split with wwe that went on uh and we've been experiencing that for the last what three months or so now yeah um how do you how do you like how that's gone so far honestly i just i haven't watched it that much and probably the last month i've maybe watched 30 minutes an hour raw or something like that. Um, I personally think that what they're doing with the belts and everything is actually making things a little bit worse. Cause it's just, there's so many champions and shit that I can't keep up. And I think you should have one fucking champion. And if you start doing that, like no, nobody's going to give a fuck. Like, I don't care who the SmackDown champion is, the goddamn U S champion, right. the intercontinental champion, the, Ultimate Universe Champion or whatever that fucking belt is. It's the Universal Champion. Yeah, right. whatever. <laughs> it's like, the, uh, I, just don't, I don't give a fuck. Well, the thing is, is they're totally watering down the product, too. I mean, it's just, because I actually look for, I love the way it was before. Um, because I, you know, Raw had everybody on it, enjoyed watching Raw, even though it wasn't, it wasn't always the best show. 
Then you get a break there on on uh, Tuesdays, and then I'd always watch NXT on Wednesdays. By mm-hmm. the time Wednesdays roll around, I'm fucking burnt out on it. You know, SmackDown is the better show right now, I think. Um, Raw is horrible. It is. Like, it's just been the last probably two months. The first two or three shows were great. Then they kind of, I don't know. But the there's too much of it. It's three hours on Monday, two hours on Tuesday. I just I just think that that's the only show that I ever had a chance to watch, and then they've kind of killed it. Like, and it, it it's just directionless is really the problem. They the belts change all the time in random fucking shows. The pay per views don't mean anything anymore because they're all free and like you can. They don't really do it. They have fucking. You know, disqualifications. Yeah. Well, we haven't and, even talked about that. I mean, the uh, the pay-per-views are, they're doing, like, October. They're doing two. Uh, September, they did two. They're doing this Survivor Series is going to be the joint pay-per-view. And then in December, I think they're doing two as well. Like, they're doing one for Raw, one for SmackDown. And, man, that's just, okay, on a, you got pay-per-view on a Sunday, that starts at 7 o'clock, technically, if you want to watch the whole thing. That's four hours on Sunday, three hours on Monday, and two hours on Tuesday. And then if you want to continue yeah. on, you got Lucha Underground and NXT on Wednesday. On Thursday, um, anybody that's got fucking pop TV can watch... Uh, uh, is it still on Thursday? I think it is, yeah. I think uh, TNA, for the time being, is still on Thursday. I've, have you heard that shit, by the way, the rumors about what's going to happen with TNA? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, who knows w- what's going to happen? The but, latest thing is WWE is going to end up buying it, which, that uh, you know, I don't know why they would care. Unless, I mean, there's no way they can make their own competition. That would be the only reason to have TNA around, in my opinion, is because it was some sort of alternative that would cause them to... Do something, but it never really competed with them. Anyway, I just don't see buying an, a company just so you can compete with yourself. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, if he buys the company, he's just going to buy it for the tape library. That's what I think. And they're probably just close. Does anybody give a fuck about the TNA tape library? Well, though? the thing like, is, though, is he's got so many guys like AJ Styles and Samoa Joe now that if he ever wanted to do the documentary on him, right? I mean, AJ Styles, his whole career is in TNA pretty much. Yeah, that's true, I guess. I I was thinking about TNA recently, though, man, and just how much they fucked all that up. There was a time period there when they, you know, brought Hogan and Bischoff in and the Jeff Hardy thing, and they had that one show, and everybody watched it. Like, yeah, they were actually uh, going head-to-head with Raw, and they got the shit beat out of them, I think. Yeah, and then that whole, it collapsed in that one fucking show. I've never seen anything that that hinged that much on how much they fucked up one show, but they just, they had a chance, and then that whole thing, even the ending, especially the ending, with the cage and everything, right? that just fucking destroyed that whole company, really. Like, yeah. they never recovered from that. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Jeff Hardy, I mean, Matt Hardy's crazy ass, that didn't help anything either. I mean, time will tell. TNA, they've almost been closed four or five times over the last four or five years. So, I don't know, for some reason they're still around, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, somebody bought. I'm sure Vince would be the only one that would be interested in just the library. That's what I would think. Yeah, I heard they did the Bound for Glory pay-per-view, and that was supposed to be their last pay-per-view, the last one. Um, Well, I mean, up until the pay-per-view was on Sunday, from what I understand, they didn't have the funding for their tapings, including the pay-per-view, until Friday. Yeah, Somebody, and they don't. They, did they ever release who gave them the funding? That was no, the other thing. Like they had like a of. another big some, uh, wrestling related item though that I did hear this evening. Um, evidently, for Survivor Series, it's going to be Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg as the main event. Fuck! Everybody knew that was coming though at some point in time. Yeah, I'm kind of glad they're doing it on Survivor Series and not holding it until Mania, just because. Um, I mean, we saw the last match that they had at Mania. It was not very good. So no, I would it try one, to, it's widely considered one of the worst. Actually. Yeah, it was it was kind of horrible. They were both leaving at the time, and I don't, I don't think neither one of them gave a damn. So, yeah, I'm, I think it's a good idea to do, um, you know, at, do it at a, another pay per view. <clears throat> I actually really like the idea that they started to do there, and they were doing it with Sting, 
is bringing for every um, one of the big four or whatever it is now, big five pay-per-views, I guess, because Money in the Bank is considered a big one, bring somebody back for, um, uh, you know, I mean, they got a lot of these part-timers for a big match. You know, a big match at SummerSlam, big match at Survivor Series. They have to do that because they've got so much TV that all these matches we've seen a gazillion fucking times. Yeah. It's not like back in the well, day where you'd see fucking, you'd see the Legion of Doom wrestle on TV. You just saw them wrestle on TV. They were fucking wrestling Dwayne Gill and Barry Hardy. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the thing I keep thinking about with, uh, with Brock Lesnar though. It's like, what do you do, man, when you create this monster fucking heel that runs through everybody in the company? And then, you know, beats the Undertaker and all this shit. Like, you you about have to go outside and come up with somebody that hadn't been in there in forever, like Goldberg, for anybody to give a fuck. You know what's yeah. going to happen. Like, also, I think they need to bring CM Punk back. They need to, like... Oh, he'll be back. I, I, I was surprised yeah. he'd come back the weekend after that shit happened. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, um, those guys don't get along or whatever, but they got to do what's best for business. Oh, my God. Yeah, they got to do that. Yeah. Did you watch that though? I know you had to have seen it afterwards. I did. I watched, CM Punk I watched it live. I made sure I watched it live because I knew it was going to fucking. I knew he was getting the shit beat out of him. Man, that was the single worst fight I think I've ever seen. Like in terms of just like lopsidedness. I, I yeah. I mean, it was a I, joke. It pretty much. Uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Dana White. The, yeah. Yeah. He said CM Punk's next fight should not, probably shouldn't be in the UFC. <laughs> No man, That's gotta he make came. Feel bad. He came out looking like what I would imagine I would look like, you know, if I got into a fight with somebody like that. He or just you walked out. Have, you couldn't have done any worse. No, I mean he I didn't mean, get one I, punch in. He didn't like, do a damn thing. If I had took off running and done like a crane kick, I don't think I could have done any fucking worse. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, he lasted what I guess you'd give him credit. He lasted a couple minutes in there before he, you know, well, that was because he was in the tie up the whole time though. Yeah. I mean, he just. Threw him to the ground and fucking beat the shit out of him. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of entertaining to watch. I enjoyed that. And you did have the uh, Brock Lesnar fight, too, back in the summer. Uh, Where he was roided up out the gills, apparently. Yeah, he got in trouble with that. Um, I'd be shocked if WWE let him do another UFC fight. Well, yeah, I was thinking about that, though, man. Like, the only way that that could go wrong for them is if what happened happened. Like, if he got caught doing steroids. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, because then it's, it makes him look weak because everybody's ragging on him for using steroids and like that he couldn't have won without it and all this stuff. That just damages his kind of reputation over there. Like, I mean, I just, I don't see how it could have turned out any worse, really. I mean, if he'd gotten beaten, they'd have just booked some sort of fucking angle about him getting beaten anyway. But they can't really do anything with this. Like, how do you book an angle with somebody that gets caught doing steroids? I have no idea. I don't. I think though, like if he does return to the UFC, he'll be out of WWE contract if that happens. I think that was a horrible fucking idea anyway for them to let him do that. Well, I mean, it couldn't. Have, I don't think it could have ended any worse for them. <laughs> no, I mean, he wanted everything, which I'm, I know they were ecstatic about, but and they bragged about it after that. They never mentioned it at all on TV that he was having a fight. Uh, because I, I guess they were afraid he was going to get his ass whipped or something. And then when he won, they mentioned it, you know, the next night on Raw. Um, but I think it was the day or two after that mention on Raw's when that come out about his drug test failure, failure. So I can't, I, you know, I just can't help it, man. I'm, I'm one of those fucking guys that I wish they'd get rid of Brock Lesnar. I really do. Like, I just hate that motherfucker. Yeah. Just his attitude and everything and the way he is is just, uh, it's not anything fun for me to watch, to be honest. So, I guess, um, I mean, a couple other things that we can mention on here. And then, and, and just to preface, this show is probably going to be longer than the normal shows we're going to do. Our idea is to maybe kick one or two of these out every once in a while just to keep content on there and we enjoyed talking and bullshitting with one another but this one's going to be a little bit probably a little bit longer than what we're intending these shows to be because we got a lot of stuff to talk about i mean we haven't done a show since january one thing i wanted to mention on here and i know you're excited about it is uh prostate milking well you've been excited about that for a while 
That's true. The Vestron Video Collector Series Blu-rays. Fuck yeah, I've actually got that as the number one thing I want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, we got to mention it because I know that one of your all-time favorites is getting the Blu-ray treatment. Um, they announced this back in August that this was coming out, and Felcher, our good buddy Slippy, who hey, hey, every, maybe we could get him on. He could be somebody that would probably be be down to talking to us. We get him on every once in a while, maybe like we used to. Yeah. But um, anyway, um, Vestron Video—they're bringing back the name through Lionsgate, um, doing these very similar to Scream Factory, I guess. But it, it, they're even more expensive than Scream Factory. Honestly. Somehow, yeah, they managed. Yeah, I don't to do know. It. I don't know what the deal is with that. I guess it's you know because they these are remastered transfers, evidently. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Blood Diner was the big one, and uh, there's a lot of features on it. They come out on the 27th uh, last month, right? Yeah. Look, I'm not even gonna fucking front about this. I already bought that. I don't. If it had been 40 bucks, I'd have probably bought it. To be it honest. was 40 bucks, wasn't it? No, it was like I got it for 25 oh, on, okay. deep, on deep discount. But I didn't realize until I started looking at that man how many fucking like how much a part of my childhood in terms of the movies that I loved, like horror movies growing up, were from Vestron. Like, there's so many of those that I watched over and over and over again. Like, you were talking about Blood Diner, that's one of the big ones, but the other big one that I also bought this one, too, was Waxwork 1 and 2. Right. That's, like, one of my favorite all-time films, and what I, I had to get those. What I don't understand, though, is if they're doing this right, why don't you just release Waxwork by itself? I don't give a fuck about Waxwork 2. There's some people that love that fucking movie. Though. They actually love no. it more than the se- or the first one. Like release it by be- itself, though. Like yeah. I don't, I fucking can't stand Waxwork too. Like I never could get through it. Yeah, it's it's just a different audience. Like it's it's completely different from the first movie. Some people love it because of Bruce Campbell and all that shit. I don't care. Like wax the first Waxwork will always be my favorite, no matter yeah. what. Like, but I had to have that movie. Like, those two movies, I don't give a fuck about the other ones in that line, and you can talk about those, but uh, I, those were the two I had to have. Yeah, well, Chopping Mall's another one uh, that's coming out. Or it's already out, I think. Um, and Return of the Living Dead 3, that's cool that it's coming out. I already have it on uh, Voodoo and HD, though, and I'm fine with having it on that. I mean, I like the movie and everything, but whatever. Chud 2, by the Chud, I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah, yeah, me either. <laughs> that movie's horrible. We watched that movie, and I was like, I used to love that movie when I was yeah, a kid, we, were all we like, rewatched it. Yeah, we were all excited about it, because we hadn't seen it in forever. And <laughs> I was like, like, oh, God, man, Bud the, Ch- Bud the Judd. I just remember yeah. the, mu- the music at the end of it. I couldn't believe how bad it was, though. And not good, just like, not in a good way. It was yeah. just horrible. Well, the, yeah, it's not very good. I mean, I would have rather seen Munchies. Maybe that's coming. That probably will be coming. Yeah. But, but man, if you, if you, anybody listening to this and, and you included, I mean, I don't know how much money you want to spend on Blu-rays nowadays, but you can get both those for roughly 25 bucks on deep discount right now. They're having a, like a sale on those two titles. Well, they, and Waxwork. Yeah, that's not a, that's not a bad price considering the, um, the suggested retail price on these are thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing is they are coming out with, like, they do have cool slip covers and stuff like that. And it is, it's a niche audience for these movies. I mean, these aren't going to sell. I guess that's why they're that price because they're. I mean, they pretty much know they're not going to sell thousands of copies. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Michael Felcher, Red Shirt Pictures. Um, I think he had a had his hand in pretty much all these. I know he was working with. Uh, he worked on a lot of that Blood Diner stuff probably five or six years ago. Yeah, I mean, did, never did come out. He was talking about working on one of those movies recently. I don't remember which one it was. It wasn't, it might have been Return of the Living Dead 3. Yeah, he bought like the Return of the Living Dead 3, uh, statue thing, mm-hmm. uh, from the clay guy, and he was talking about working with that. So I guess he did the special features on that, too. One other funny thing about Blood Donner, um, Carl Crew? Yeah, well, th- I was just going to say, all the people that we know of that we've had contact with that's been involved in that movie are fucking nuts. For real. Yeah, that's that's legit true. Yeah, <laughs> it's not an act. Carl Crew of all the people that we interviewed, I think he was the craziest one. Yeah, he, it I was mean, between in terms of just it, genuine it was, craziness, he it, had to be it. It was probably between him and Jim Van Mamber. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Jim Van and Bader Jim Van was, was just kind of like drunk and crazy. Yeah, he I was, think Carl Crew was just crazy. He's had like alcohol poisoning or something over the years that's kind of de- deteriorated some some of his innards. But Carl Crew, yeah, he's just I don't know, he's just nuts. But it's a good kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, he? yeah, he was like I remember he was talking about. Um, I can't remember the name of the, the character. But it was some black woman that he was doing a he was doing a voiceover of or something. Do you remember this? Yes, that's that's the main thing I remember from that interview. Yeah, I'm, we're like because I remember we we used to do these interviews in person. Like we, I mean, well, not with him, but Uncle Bill and I were in the same, uh, you know, the same room, and we were just looking back at each other. And we're like, what? What the? <laughs> yeah. So, and another uh, another interesting uh, one. I don't want to say he's crazy, but it was kind of nuts. Was the interview that we did with Gary Clark? Did we we ever really talk about that? We have a couple of times. I think yeah. we have. Yeah, they, we've probably talked about it more than a couple of times. But uh, yeah, we, we were we did this interview um, on a Saturday morning. Like it was some crazy time too, because he wanted to do it so early. It was like nine o'clock in the morning. I remember you were over like eating that. fucking pancakes. Yeah. That's what I remember. He was talk like it was not an interview. He talked the entire time. We kept trying to get him to stop, and he was like, "No, no, no!" I Just want a second. We'll this. get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. Here, okay. here it goes. I was raped by every member of my family. <laughs> I was like, "God damn it!" I'm thinking, man. Like I saw. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. I'm thinking that, but man, you're just you're still from Day of the Dead. People. Uh, you know, I mean, every life matters. Black lives matter. Yellow lives matter. Um, you know, Mexicans matter. But it's, come on. We're, we're talking about horror movies here. I'm, I'm not interested in, you know, in, in butt sex. Yeah, I think. <laughs> At least man time, on man butt sex. You wouldn't be interested in butt sex, yeah. Um, At least man on man, but six. Right, right, right. I just remember that interview. There's, there's two things I remember from that interview. One was we were in there for so long that we both started just taking turns taking a piss and like acting like we were listening, and you just run out and and you had it. It was so long you went out and got breakfast, came back in and was eating breakfast while he was still. Yeah, and talking. I think both of us went to the bathroom at least two times a piece. And he never, and he never ever stopped. noticed. Yeah. He never stopped talking, like Therenia. It wasn't. You're right. It wasn't an interview. It was more like a goddamn lecture. Like a really? yeah, it really uh, was. Because neither of us cared, honestly. Like I hate to be mean, but like, man, you're fucking steal from Day of the Dead. The interview shouldn't have lasted any longer than twenty or thirty minutes. I know. And my poor ass had to edit that son of a bitch. God. I remember, uh, I think it was one of the best of Dead Pit shows or the year end shows or something like that. And Axelus used to put them together for us, Eric Kent. Yeah. And, uh, he was like, oh man, can I get the full interview of Gary Clark? And I'm like, well. You really want that? Yeah. yeah what are you going to do with it? <laughs> and he was like, well, I want to put it on one of the full, the full. I was like, this is, this interview's three hours. No, dude, that's a good transition, though. That guy, talking about Axelus, he saved my ass, but it also, he really did save my ass, but it also let me know how much of a fan he is in terms of things to do with George Romero. This is a good transition, real quick, into this story, is that I went to uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, when was this? About a month ago? And, oh, no, I didn't go with you. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I'm just saying. Like it was, it was about a month ago, and we went up there to. I saw the John Carpenter concert that he did up there. It was the closest place he was doing anything. And while we were there, I was like, "Well, I mean, fuck, I'm in Pittsburgh. We might as well use GPS and go around to all the different, you know, couple of the different spots that he filmed at." Oh hell yeah! So we went to Monroeville Mall. We went to the cemetery, Evans City Cemetery. We went to Evans City, where a lot of the things were filmed, and we went to the farmhouse from Now Living Dead and all that. But he sent me a map, man. He had mapped out, it was at least 40 different locations that Romero had filmed stuff at just in Pittsburgh. It was everything. Anything you could think of. Martin, 
uh, Creep Show, Now Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, any set. Did you actually have time to go to all of it? Nobody has time. You'd have to. You would have to take like a week off and just do that. Like I went to four of the places that he sent, but it was amazing though. All the stuff that he had mapped out. Right. Like he had shit like if you wanted to know where the rednecks came up in Dawn of the Dead, you know where all that was. He had that mapped out. If you wanted to know, you know where the bridge was that somebody got shot at in uh, the Crazies, he had that mapped out. Like you could go to it. I was like, God damn! Like I would, I'd really like to do that someday, but not that I didn't have the time to do it then. Yeah. But anyway, great guy though. He helped me out. Oh yeah. I mean, he 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 has. You know, we probably haven't mentioned his name enough over the years. He helped out. He's helped out with quite a bit. He was the guy that actually authored all of the Dead Pit on the Road DVDs and pretty much every DVD that we ever did, like. um all the other, you know, uh, drunken commentary DVDs and stuff like that you see at conventions. So, yeah, he's helped us out quite a bit over the years. And uh, we've had people, I mean, you know, when we did the original show, that's just been very, very helpful with tons and tons of different things. Um, yeah, that guy definitely deserves a lot of credit for all of the different things. That, not just that, but all the different things he did over the years to help us out. Yeah. Man, I gotta tell you though, real quick story about that experience of going to that carpenter show. Not the experience of the carpenter show itself, because that was awesome, but the place where that was at, it was like Carnegie of Homestead. It was like a Carnegie, you know, Carnegie Hall and all that stuff. It was like a branch of that. But it's the, it was the weirdest fucking setup place I've ever been to in my life. First of all, it looked like the uh, auditorium for Prestonburg Elementary School where the show was at. <laughs> it looked exactly I love that like auditorium. That. Yeah. Secondly, though, I had to the bar. Like, if you wanted to get to the bar, I've never seen anything like this. You, like, you you walk straight in, and if you go straight, you'd go into the auditorium where they were having the show. If you turned right, you would go down this hallway. You had to go through a library. Like a kid, like a school library, go through that library and into like a, what I guess was like a, uh, no, 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 a cafeteria. And that's where the bar was. So everybody was drinking in like this library that looks like something that you have when you were going to elementary school. That's weird. It was just the weirdest fucking setup of anything I've ever seen. How big was the, I mean, there couldn't have been, how many? It, it was the size of Prestonburg Elementary's auditorium. So I probably, what, two or three hundred people? Maybe, yeah. Shit. Maybe that many. Well, that would have been cool. That's a long trip up to Pittsburgh, though, isn't it? It's not that long. It was like, uh, you would think it would be, but it's only five hours. Like, you go up, it takes probably about the exact amount of time it takes to get to Indianapolis. Like, you go up through West Virginia. Once you get to Morgantown, you're there in like 20 minutes, like after you go through Morgantown. Hmm. I might have to make a trip up there sometime. Um, yeah, I mean, the, um, we actually went for, we did go, uh, see some sightseeing last week for, uh, uh, One Tree Hill, Uncle Bill. I knew you were excited about that. One Tree Hill? Yeah, don't you know One Tree Hill, the uh, TV show? The show? Yeah. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, I know it, but. <laughs> well, we were in Wilmington, North Carolina and got to see a lot of those houses and we took pictures of them. Shit. I'm a big One Tree Hill fan. You didn't know that? I did. I, I can uh, see that. Though. You learn something new every day. Actually, there's a lot of movies shot in Wilmington. Uh, we actually did take photos. Um, there was the cafe from Blue Velvet. We took a picture at that, and I think it was the high school, which is a gigantic high school. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it, it's featured heavily in the movie Blue Velvet. And then we got to see uh, a, a lot of the, like, uh, my wife's kind of thing, A Walk to Remember. They shot that movie there. I know that's one of your favorites as well. I can't uh, remember which one that is. Is that the one with fucking dude from Twilight? No, Mandy Moore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's the one where she has cancer or something at the end of uh. it or whatever. But, uh, man, the weird thing is, in that town, all those houses are right side by side. <laughs> they're not on the show, but, like, they're all on the same street. It's weird. 
but I want to go see uh, where they filmed Twilight. Goddamn, they might. Have filmed, they actually filmed all kinds of shit in Wilmington, but we just didn't have time. We were just there for half of a day. That's my big problem, man. I mean, in order to do that kind of stuff, you'd have to be there for a couple of days to to have any, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can look online and just look at movies shot in Wilmington, North Carolina. I know, uh, I know what you did last summer was shot there at some, you know, some point there. Uh, if not Wilmington, somewhere near there. And there's like all kinds of other movies over the years that were shot in that town for some reason. I, I know this is going to sound lame, but it's true. That's my ideal kind of vacation would be if I just picked a bunch of movie location like pick the you know a city or something to go to and just get a bunch of movie locations. I would love I would love to go to the Goonies house. Yeah like that's, that's in, in fuck, that's in California, you know? That's in fucking Oregon, man. That's like oh, we'd pretty much have to either fly or drive all the way across the country to get to it. That'd be a trip though. I mean if yeah. you make it might as well. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool because that house looks pretty much the same from what I understand. So uh, anyway though, I don't know how we go all the way down that rabbit hole. Well, we just—that's just how how we do it here at Dead Pit. Yeah, here at an evening with Dead Pit. But we, we were talking. <laughs> I think we spun off a of Vestron. Somebody got talking about Axis, and then went on from. Well, that's the next just Super. that's the way we do it. That's just the way you know the way it is. I'll tell you another thing I want to talk about though too, because this is a movie that I think we both hold near and dear to our hearts. Is the uh, upcoming Blu-ray release of Burial Ground? Did you see this shit? I thought it was already out on Blu-ray, though. It, is it out on Blu-ray already? Yeah, I mean, they're just... I think they're doing a re-release of it. I mean, it's... I think Shriek Show or whoever it was, they did a lot of just... Where they just transferred it to Blu-ray not long after yeah, it came out. Yeah, I didn't even know that motherfucker was out. Well, I mean, it. What, they're doing a remastered version of it, I think. It's a 2K. Yeah, this new scan is supposed yeah. to be a 2K scan. Which... Think about... I mean, Go ahead, sorry. I've always wanted to see the 2K, you know, uh, titty munching scene of Burial Ground. That's just one of those movies, man, where I'll probably end up buying that because it's an, I mean, it's an insane movie. They've also got this deal. I saw it and I was like, I, this is too much. Like, they have a, uh, did you see the bundle package that they put together? I saw, I think I saw it on Facebook. I'm not that familiar. Enlighten me a little bit more on it. Oh, God. I mean, I'm never going to buy it, but it's fucking hilarious. It, you get a, you get the movie, mm-hmm. and then there's another cover that goes on to that's, that's exclusive, and then you get a poster, but you also get this fucking, these, uh, like a t-shirt that has Peter, what's his name, Peter Bark? Yeah. Has his face on it. <laughs> and, yeah, it's like a, a shot. A it's shot like a cartoon right. version or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an animated version almost of his face, uh, and it's that and a shot glass and like a pen that all has his face on it from the scene and everything. Didn't somebody find him recently or something like that? Yeah, they did an interview with him, like a couple of different interviews. Yeah, he like, actually doesn't look at all like he did. He's like elderly almost at this point. Yeah, he's probably 45 when he did that fucking shit. Yeah, he was older. I think he was in his late 20s or something like that, because he's like a, he's a little person. He had the, uh, the fucking, um, what's that guy's name? John Franklin uh, disease. Yeah. yeah. That's where him. he looks like he's 12, but he's actually like 50. Mm. Old John Franklin, bulls. So, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of the remastered Blu-rays coming out. Honestly, though, man, like, to me, a movie like that, I don't even know if it benefits from regular Blu-ray, let alone the remastered, you know, 2K or 4K versions. Those little what? shitty Italian movies, I'm fine with watching those on DVD. What, Burial Ground? Motherfucker, you got to have a 2K of that. Steve nah. fucking just shot a load in his pants. Steve's probably pissed off about it. There's only a few of them that I think would benefit. Like, if they did, um, of course, everything's UHD now, Uncle Bill. You're going you're gonna to have to purchase the, the new, uh, you know, UHD uh, Blu-ray player and the UHD TV. But I want to see. <laughs> I ain't purchasing shit. Yeah. I want to say, what's weird about that is is they've got all that technology out there, and if you go on Amazon and look at the movies, because my brother-in-law actually bought a a UHD TV and he got the new Xbox One, or whatever it is that 
that plays the ultimate uh, 4K Blu-rays or whatever the hell it is. Um, there's not fucking discs out hardly of it. I mean, there's maybe 15 or 20, and those are like the mo- the big blockbusters. So I don't really understand the point in purchasing all that new equipment. There's nothing to watch on it. That's true. I think also, like, I've got one more generation of, of switching technologies left in me, like, at this point. Yeah. I'm, I'm at that age where I'm like, I'm switching one more time, and then I'm fucking staying yeah, with fuck y'all. <laughs> it's kind of cra- It is kind of crazy. And, and the thing is, if you watch, especially some of the... Um, some of the Blu-rays that was released probably, what, 2001, 2002. If you watch them on a Blu-ray player now, they look like shit. They look like pure shit. Really? Have you done that recently? Uh-uh. Oh, my God. Anything like probably, even if you go f- back 10 years and get like a 10-year-old DVD and watch it, it looks like pure shit on Blu-ray player. And we were like, back then, we were like, oh, my God, look at all this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? Well, it was a huge upgrade from VHS. I mean, yeah, But now Blu-ray has got us, like, we're just, that's just the standard now, you know. And the thing is about the 4K, um, the TVs, the 4K TVs that are coming out, most of that shit, honestly, is probably, if it's, unless it's filmed in the last 10 years or so, there's not going to be that big of a difference in the older movies. Like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there's no way that's going to look any better than what they've already done. There's no way. Well, they've and remastered that movie a thousand it's times on Sunday now. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. You know, so, the technology for new movies and stuff, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be fucking unreal because it's filmed in that. But, anyway, I'm sure Don May Jr., he'd probably disagree with me. I'm still awaiting the goddamn Suspiria Blu-ray, by the way, Don May Jr. What in the hell? Dude, I, that's one of those movies though where you know that's going to be amazing. Yeah, but that motherfucker talk- releases that. He's been remastering it for like three years or longer, four. Right I mean, then, Junior rolls. He's like the goddamn Axl Rose of the DVD. Shit, or get off the pot, Don May Junior. You <laughs> already is removed his Chinese your, democracy. You already removed yourself from Facebook, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see him post now. He, he just posts shit on Instagram. Like, oh, I'm too good for Facebook. Fuck. Look, I ain't gonna have you talk shit about Don May Jr. He's kind of a big deal around here. No. I'll do what I want. (laughs) So. Go crazy on you. Anyway. I just, uh, I just know though, I mean, no matter how long it takes, it'll take however long it takes, but when that comes out, it will look amazing. Like, it'll, it'll be worth it, I feel like. Yeah. I'm sure he'll have, like, some sort of, like, it won't be the steel book. It'll be beyond that. It'll be like the, I don't know the the it'll be in the diamond pod or something. <laughs> the diamond pod that'd be awesome. Idea. Yeah, encased in a beautiful diamond pod. Get the uh, it'd be like eighty nine ninety nine edition of Suspiria, <laughs> only on the website in the diamond pod. <laughs> That's a good gimmick, actually. Yeah, he's got to go beyond the steel book with that because you did steel book for demons and fuck demons. Yeah, that's one so, I never bought. I gotta be honest, never bought the no, Steelbook for Demons. No, and the funny thing is, is they'll say, "Oh, it's only coming out on the Steelbook," and then six months later, it'll come out in the standard case, just like Demons did. Yeah. So I don't care. I'll buy it whenever it comes out. You're gonna buy the Diamond Pod. I'll buy the fucking Diamond, the Gold Coffin. Yeah. It's time for the Diamond Pod. <laughs> so anyway, um, coming up, actually, I said like a week from now, we're doing. Uh, hopefully, if Steve gets the tickets. Piece of shit. You better. We're going to do the Phantasm in 4K uh, transfer, the remastered. It's going to be in Louisville at the Baxter Avenue Theater in midnight on the 15th of October. So, um, yeah, I guess that concludes the first. Do you have anything else you want to mention on the first episode of uh, an evening? We didn't mention the biggest goddamn thing, really. What is it? John Carpenter talking shit about Rob Zombie, of course. Oh, well, I mean, I commend him for that, but they made up, evidently. Yeah, I know. That kind of sucked. And made up. I agree. I kind of felt bad. Like, I got excited about John Carpenter. I forgot that he's kind of a douche for a minute. And yeah, he, they're both, like, I don't know. Neither one of them are very, like, John Carpenter was nice to us when we talked to him on the phone, but when we met him, he was a douche. 
Which I imagine he was that way to everybody. He's got the Tom Savini disease. Yeah. Uh, and Rob Zombie is just, there's no way Rob Zombie's not a douche. I mean, come on. Yeah. I think he's, I'd say, speaking of which, is anybody ever going to get 31 on this fucking thing? Oh I'd like to see that movie, despite the fact I know it's going to suck. What, on Voodoo? Yeah. Is it on Voodoo? Yeah, you can order it on there right now. Really? Hmm. I'm sure, um, just talk to Runk Russell about it. He's the one that puts most of that shit on there still, by the way. I'm I'm amazed he hasn't bought that, because, I mean, much of a Rob Zombie mark. Yeah, I don't think... Runk is weird. He don't really watch a whole lot of horror movies anymore. No, he's, he's all got about Diary of like, the Teenage Girl on here right now. Yeah, I mean, it. he's got a bunch of random stuff on there, Runk does. He watches a little bit of everything, looks like. I haven't had time to watch anything. Lately. He's got The Accused on here. I ain't nobody got time to watch fucking Jodie Foster get raped. Take up two hours of my day watching her get raped. But it turned her into lesbian. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> she denied that the dick from that point on. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, Rob Zombie and... Uh, uh, yeah, I've heard I heard the movie Thirty One's horrible though. By the way, I've heard numerous people say it's god awful. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen yeah. Ravager yet either, which um, that is available to rent on Vudu, and you I, can actually I, buy it as well. I'm not I'm not buying shit until I get. I want to get that box set whenever it comes out. When a well go USA puts that shit out. Do you think it'll be worth a fuck? Honestly, though, I've heard good I, things about it. On I mean, I don't know if people are just. Because it could be the Facebook thing where everybody's like, oh, it's phantasm and it's awesome. But I mean, I've heard pretty good things on the people that have seen it, you know, from the people that have seen it. I just can't believe it, man. Like, I mean, I hope it is. There's nothing, nothing that would make me happier than if it was great. I just don't see how. Yeah. Who knows? Right. Time will tell, Uncle Bill. And, um, yeah, I guess that'll conclude the first episode, though. We will be back. Uh, at some point, there will be an episode two. Maybe when we're in Louisville, we can record a little something. That could be episode two. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we'll probably do some shit uh, in the next couple of weeks or so. Just wanted to let everybody know that we're back, and we're better than ever. We have a knack for making things better. And this show is, uh, I, I think that it'll be a, a huge improvement over the last show that we did. <laughs> we mean the, la- the very last show? No, the last series of shows that we did for ten years. <laughs> this is the new. This is a new beginning. Fuck it. Right. This is when we become Zombie Jason. <laughs> yeah, this is the fucking John Shepard. Yeah, they, they fucking, uh, you know, they. Uh, no, I'm talking about. Well, this is after a new beginning. Okay, yeah. this is this is where, you know, uh, uh, Tommy comes back from uh, the Pinehurst Mental Institute. And then he's driving with, uh, what's the fucker's name? I can't remember. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Driving back anyway, whatever that douchebag's name was. Um, and he's like, Jason, I'm going to kill Jason for good. Fuck him. <laughs> what we're doing is like, Dan Pitt. Fuck him, Dan Pitt. I want to make sure they're dead and gone. Fuck him. And, you know, he gets That's out That's the best there. Tom Matthews impersonation yeah. ever, by the way. He drives out there, digs up Dead Pit, by God, <laughs> and, you know, lightning strikes and Dead Pit's back. We're uh, better than ever. Yeah. Which, by the way, I think, this, <laughs> I think at this point, Corey Feldman might want to actually check himself into Pinehurst. That son of a bitch. Yeah, I think he's there right now. Uh, How did he get uh, like a spot on the Today Show anyway? How did that ever I happen? I have no fucking idea. I was thinking about that too. Like, well, they just, they must have been really low on musical guests. Yeah, well, like, well, Corey Feldman's out here. He's wanting to do something. So, we'll let me move Michael Jackson routine. Yeah. will be fine. So, anyway, uh, we will be back, though. Like I said, this is going to be uh, kind of a special occasion every once in a blue moon, maybe, you know, a couple times a month, something like that. Who knows? We're not making any promises. We're not doing the show every week, uh, but uh, this is the first of many uh, Evening with Dead Pit shows. Yeah, so we hope that we have uh, serenaded you to the point of uh, masturbation. Yeah. And you're sitting there drinking your red wine and dreaming about a better day tomorrow. That's true. And hopefully we'll get some technical glitches out of the way. Uncle Bill can get his air conditioner fixed or something. I don't know. It was coming through a couple of times. I don't have any fan on or anything. That's weird. 
I don't know what the fuck it was. It's picking up, I don't know, who gives a fuck? We'll, we'll give you, uh, I got an extra mic down here. You can come and get it and try to plug it up and see how it works up there for you. How about if I plug it into your butt? Well, you probably would like to do that. You're a faggot. <laughs> so, you love it more than you. you got to watch how you say this now, though. You, I mean, people will be like, they'll look down on you if you use the word faggot. <laughs> will they? Yeah, like, oh, he said oh. the F word. Back in the day, the F word used to be fuck. That's true. Now it's faggot. In wrestling, it's fake. You know, they're supposed to say fake. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, uh, I guess until next time, I'm the Creepy Kentucky. And I'm Uncle Bill. And you've been listening to the very first episode of an evening with Dead Pit. I don't know how we're going to end this. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. Because I can't really do .com anymore. That doesn't make yeah. any sense. Well, unless I could buy an evening with Dead Pit .com. <laughs> an evening with Dead Pit .com. That's your new. That's your new website. Anyway, but the new show will be uh, posted each and every time we want to post one on yeah. DeadPit. dot com. You old bitches. I was just thinking, what in the fuck am I going to put as a theme song? You don't want to use the same theme song. No, we need a new theme song. Even with DeadPit theme song. Yeah. Hey, I'm still recording. Anybody that has uh, any musical um, abilities, send your uh, song to deadpit at deadpit.com, and we might use it as the damn theme song. How's that? We're, we're going to outsource this shit to, like, China. Yeah. Do it. If there's any fucking beatboxers or banjo pickers, whatever, send us some of your material. We might use, you know, you don't have to exclusively write a song for us that'd be that'd be better if you do that but uh send us uh we don't have any music for this show so send us something deadpit at uh, deadpit.com we might use it the next time hmm.